Hey, it's Brian Haney, the voice of the Jayhawks, and you're listening to my main man, Ross Volkmer. He may be a Husker, but he also knows how to rock chalk. And you're listening to the Morning Blitz right here on 102.5 You Rock. A drop back goes Daniels, looking to the end zone. Got a man, Luke Grimm, wide open. Touchdown, Kansas. State set to go again. Here's the handoff, DJ running left. Nice cut, back into the middle. He's at the 10, to the 5. Wildcat touchdown. DJ Giddens with a dandy wiggle, and he is into the end zone. Some more highlights from Saturday nights and Saturday as both Kansas and Kansas State pick up Big 12 wins to open up the year. We welcome into the show our good friend from On3 Sports, that's Riley Gates, to talk some college football. Although, uh, Riley, how are you doing? Your, your beloved Cowboys suffered a horrendous loss this, this yesterday. Uh, I needed 10 minutes after the game to cool down. Um, after that, I was fine, but gosh, I really just hate this team so much. <laughs> I, I don't... I don't want to make this a Cowboys rant, but, like, this is why I hate cheering for the Cowboys. They look amazing. They look like they're going to win the Super Bowl. They look like they have possibly the best player in all of football. And then they lose to the Cardinals. I just, what are we doing? (laughs) What are we doing, dude? I'm not a Cowboys fan, so I couldn't tell you. But uh, it is it is pretty disheartening to know that you've been that dominant against much better teams and you play one of the worst teams in the NFL and you lose. That certainly doesn't help. And, like, and everybody's pulling there, like, oh, you know, just relax. Like, it's not a big game. It's not like it was against a division team, and it's probably not who they are. I don't care, man. Don't lose to the Cardinals. Goodness gracious. Yeah, not uh, not great there. That's for sure. Let's 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 shift into something positive. I mean, we saw last Saturday, this last Saturday, we had a phenomenal slate of college football games. I mean, lots of ranked on ranked games, some highly entertaining games. Did it live up to the expectations? I think it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really do. I think I think honestly, if you're a K State fan or or somebody that watched the K State game, you probably kind of missed out on it because it. Obviously, that game overlapped with all the, the really fun games. You know, Arkansas, LSU going down to the wire, Notre Dame, Ohio State going down to the wire. Um, and meanwhile, you're watching K-State UPS in a game that was good. Like, it was a good game. It was fun. Um, but, it, I mean, it, it wasn't a nationally watched, hyped-up game or anything like that. But overall, yeah, I mean, I think the weekend was awesome. We got it kicked off with a phenomenal Florida State cleansing game. Um, you know, the, there was just – there was really good games all throughout the slate. And I mean, honestly, like even last week where there wasn't any good games, that game in, or that week ended up, in, ended up being a, a bunch of really good games. And so I don't really subscribe ever to the whole like, oh, this is a bad week of college football. Like there's there's always a way that, that games will find a way to make the weekend interesting. Um, we will always have fun watching the sport. And I think that this weekend was a blast. No, absolutely, it was. There were so many great ranked on ranked games that uh, that you know did come down to the wire and had some pretty darn close games. What what teams really made statements for you uh, after wins this week? Well, I hate to to just jump right back to what I just said, but Florida State definitely showed me they're for real. You know, they they were a team that had a lot of attention for beating LSU. Um, and we were we were taking them kind of seriously, but then hey, you got to go on the road 
into a very hostile environment and beat a, a historically great team in Clemson, and, and that's what they did despite playing not that well. Like, like Florida State didn't play very good, and they still managed to get a seven-point win on the road, so I thought that was very, very impressive um, out of them and, and showed that, that they're for real. As weird as it sounds, I was more impressed by Notre Dame losing than I was by Ohio State winning. And I know like that doesn't make sense. I know it's not going to show up on paper, but like Notre Dame was a better team in that game. Notre Dame had amazing defense. Notre Dame played better on offense. They just they fell apart when it mattered most. And and there's obviously the whole ten players on the field at the very end um, ended up hurting them. Although I I guess they probably still would have would have punched that run in at the end, even if they had 11 on the field. It's just, I was really impressed by Notre Dame. And, and I guess maybe it's, I don't know if it's more of that or if it's more, I was under impressed by Ohio state, but like, I, I just think that Notre Dame should have won that game. I think they were the better team. And, and I think that they can hang with anybody in the sport right now. And so uh, that caught my attention. Then I, out of the rest of the games, I could pick a few of them, but I, I was, it's Iowa, but I'm impressed that Penn State shut out a conference opponent um, and put up good numbers because after last week, I really wasn't sure about them. Drew Aller didn't look amazing last week. I, I didn't know what this offense was all about, and, and they come out and put 31 up and give up zero. So I think there's a couple teams starting to solidify themselves at the top. Yeah, there are, and a few of those teams are in the Pac-12 conference. How, have, how impressed have you have been by the Pac-12 and how, and, you know, really the top four or five teams have looked really good to this point in time of the season. Yeah, I mean, it's phenomenal. We're, we're sitting here talking about USC because of Caleb Williams, and then we're talking about, obviously, Colorado because of, of all the hype, and we're talking about Oregon blasting Colorado. And then quietly, Washington is over here just obliterating teams and having Michael Penix run up the highs on leaderboard. I mean, it's kind of crazy that, we, that we're just ignoring what he's doing right now and so um and and of course you have utah like like utah always it always seems to me like utah is always that pac-12 team we're sitting there we're like okay who's gonna win the pac-12 who's gonna be in the pac-12 race and then utah comes out of out of the quiet uh not talked about area and and they just they end up in the pac-12 title game every year um but yeah I, i mean i'm really impressed with washington right now um, I'm kind of drinking the Washington Kool-Aid. I'm kind of drinking the Michael Penix Kool-Aid. And, and I think they're going to at least play in the Pac-12 championship. And right now, they're, if, if they do that, I'll, I'll say this. like The winner of the Pac-12 title, as it stands right now, the winner of the Pac-12 title is going to go to the college football playoff. Um, obviously, if they lose two games along the way or something like that, things are going to change. But um, that's how it stands right now. And, and I think that that's very interesting to, to talk about, especially considering we were all down on the Pac-12 coming into the season. I mean, wouldn't you say that the Pac-12 has been the best conference so far to this point? I don't, I don't think you can deny that. Like, the Big 12 is terrible this season. The ACC is not very good. Um, the SEC, we know it's talented, but they're just not blowing anyone away. And the Big Ten is very top-heavy. Like, yeah, Michigan's good. Ohio State's good. Penn State's good. But the rest of the conference, I don't know about that. Like, yeah, I think if anybody tried to tell you that the Pac-12 isn't the best conference, in, or, or maybe not the best, like, overall, you could probably argue the SEC is better just on pure talent. But 
if anybody tried to tell you the Pac-12 hasn't been the most impressive conference this season, like I think they're they're fooling themselves. Riley Gates, our guest here in the Morning Blitz. I thought this weekend was a tough, challenging weekend for both Kansas State and KU with the teams that they had to face to open up Big 12 play, and they both came away with really nice wins. Do you agree? Yeah, definitely. Um, and especially KU, you know, coming off of a, a win against Arkansas, like I didn't know what to expect from BYU. I, I didn't know if Arkansas was down. I didn't know if. That was a great win by BYU. I apologize for that sound in the background. My building's having some construction right now, and it's uh, very loud. Uh, it's all right. BYU, B- BYU I, didn't, I just didn't know what to make of them. Um, but I knew that Keaton Slovis was a good quarterback. And, and Kay didn't blow them out. Kay didn't look overly impressive. But at the same time, I never thought that KU was in danger of losing that game. Um, and so I thought that was that. I mean, that's always a good way to, to really kind of phrase how well, how good of a win it was. Were you amazing? No. Were you ever in doubt of winning the game? Also, no. And, that, and that's kind of where I am with KU. I didn't expect KU to be four and zero right now. I, I did not. I did not think they'd be four and zero. I thought they'd be three and one at best, maybe two and two. And so here we are with four and zero KU. I think that's very impressive. Um, and and also on the other side, K State. It's. And granted, we ended up getting Will Howard, so um, it, it, it takes away a lot of the concern you had entering the week. But at the same time, you, you get an injured Will Howard at quarterback, and you end up winning the game rather comfortably. Um, so I thought that was good. K-State's got a lot of issues on defense, though, right now. And um, I think that's going to – their schedule's going to play into favor. K-State, they're going to be fine, but – Against really good teams, you know, at Texas, um, even KU, when they play KU, this defense currently is not in any shape to really slow down the explosive team. No, you're right. I mean, that's a, that's a big issue, and I think Kansas State's got a bye this week, and so that's gonna, it's a big bye week. It's going to be some – you're going to need it to get healthy, and you're going to need it to, to start figuring out how to fix some problems that you have right now in some leaky areas, like you said, the big play defense. Bingo. I mean, Will Howard's going to be fine because Will Howard's injury is not like – it's not like he, he has a high ankle sprain that's going to take six weeks or, or anything like that. He just – he got a bone bruise, and, and the only way to fix that is time. And so preseason, we were all talking about how the, the bye week ended up being a terrible timing for K-State, but it actually ended up being amazing for K-State, all things considered. Trayshawn Ward will probably get healthy. That will help the running game. But, yeah, I mean, there's no issues on defense other than Daniel Green being out for the season. And I don't really think that Daniel – I think Darren Green's an amazing player. I think he's huge for that defense. But I don't think Daniel Green was stopping um, Missouri and UCF from having all these explosive plays. And so they've got to figure this out, Ross. I mean, it's it's not good in any conference, obviously, to be able to be giving up those plays, but especially in the Big 12 where – you're just letting guys get over the top of you left and right, and your your safeties are biting down on on easy plays. I mean, it's not good. And and I'm just going to be blunt. Like, I don't think Brady Cook in Missouri is very good. I don't think he's a very good quarterback. And they made him look amazing. And then they made a UCF backup look amazing. Like, what is Quinn Ewers going to do to this defense? What is Jalen Daniels going to do to this defense when they play? And so. I've given Joe Klanderman all of the love in the world for his defenses the last few years. I think he's a phenomenal defensive coordinator. I think he's better than Scotty Hazleton when he, when he was thrust into that role. 
after Scotty left for Michigan State. But goodness gracious, this team just does not have a defense right now. Yeah, it's a it's it's a work in progress. That's for sure. They've got some things to clean up and to fix. And like you said, it's a it's a great time for a buy to try and get that figured out and get some guys healed up and and try and go from there. Once again, I I think they were super fortunate to know that Will Howard was able to play um, because I when they said last week during the press conference they were going to put Avery Johnson there and start. I thought, oh my, <laughs> oh my, this this could be dicey. Even though they they stuck to the exact game plan that I thought they had to do which was turn around and win this game with your offensive line by handing it off to your running back, and that's what they did. And honestly, if they continue to do that throughout this season, no matter who's under center, they're obviously going to win more games than they're going to lose. For sure. And, and I mean, not to really start a, a tangent on something that maybe you didn't really try to start there, but, like, I was not – I think Kasich could have won that game with Avery Johnson. I, that's how much I think of him, but I did not want to see him starting – we're, we're very quickly going into the trap that every fan base, but I will say that K-State specifically has a problem with, the backup quarterback is always the darling child. It's always the, the brighter, the, the flashier object to look at. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Will Howard just won you a big old championship, and we're out here talking about benching Will Howard for Avery Johnson on, on hype and a few really impressive plays against Southeast Missouri State. I mean, I'm sorry, but I've just – I've kind of had enough of it. Like, I think Avery Johnson is going to be a phenomenal quarterback. I think Avery Johnson would be fine if he was starting today, but he's not Will Howard. He's not experienced in the Big 12 Conference. He's not experienced on the road. If K-State were to turn to, to Avery Johnson right now, things would not go very well. It, it, it would just take time, and that's not anything to – anything about Avery in a negative way it's just it's a fact people take time to develop in this conference Will Howard has the experience Will Howard has proven himself and and anybody out here saying we need to we need to talk about K-State making a change at quarterback I've just kind of had enough of it because I think it's a little bit ridiculous I think that you just need to appreciate what you have while you have it I would agree 100%. He is Riley Gates of On3 Sports. Riley, as always, thank you so much for the time this morning, and we'll catch up soon. Have a great one. Once again, good stuff there from Riley Gates. Hopefully he gets his blood pressure down after a tough weekend there, <laughs> especially with his Dallas Cowboys. Uh, yeah, like I said, Kansas State gets a, a much-needed buy um, this upcoming week. They can get healthy. Then they've got a couple of games against a couple of teams that are, are kind of scuffling a little bit. I mean, Oklahoma State has not looked good this year. Uh, Texas Tech has definitely not lived up to expectations. Um, they even lost to West Virginia this last weekend. So um, the schedule lightens up for Kansas State a little bit, and they're going to get healthy with the buys. And then they've, you know, they've got Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU, Houston. They've got four games to figure out some things defensively and offensively to put themselves in a good spot before they play a team like Texas. So that's really good. And then on the Kansas side of things, you know, they've got a couple of tough games coming up at Texas and then at home versus UCF. Two very good offensive teams that they will have to face and try and shut down. So very interesting times coming up in the Big 12 Conference for both Kansas and Kansas State. All right, we'll get to our final break. When we come back, we'll get to the leftovers, what's left over. Then we will uh, wrap up the show from there. This is the Morning Blitz.